Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Kevin Rollins with Blow the Trumpet Ministries. Come and join us every Sunday, 1130 a.m. 1609 Havana Street, Aurora, Colorado, 80010. Village Exchange Center. Come and quench your thirst with the Word of God. Today's message is entitled, Was Jesus a Conservative or a Liberal? I'll be coming out of Matthew 13, verse 52. Jesus said to them, Therefore every scribe who has been trained... For the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out his treasure, what is new and what is old. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just thank you, Father, dear Lord, for what you give us, Father, dear Lord, because you are the same God today, yesterday, and forever, Father, dear Lord. We thank you, Father, dear Lord, that you are the Alpha, Hallelujah, and the Omega, the beginning and the end, Father, dear Lord. And we continue to trust and believe in you. In Jesus' name, amen. It's tough these days to get liberal and conservative Christians to agree on anything. It's hard for anybody nowadays to agree on anything. But a new study has found one consistency. Both left-leaning and right-leaning believers admit that Jesus wouldn't definitely agree with their views on social issues. Conservatives, in fact, believe, hallelujah, Jesus would be even more opposed to abortion and gay marriage than they are. Additionally, they contend that he would be less disagreeable to helping illegal immigrants gain citizenship. It gets better. In contrast, liberals believe Jesus would be tougher than they are when it comes to moral issues and more open regarding fellowship. Liberal Christians tend to believe that Jesus is more conservative than they are on moral issues, while conservative Christians believe he is more liberal. Liberal and conservative Christians also tend to believe that the matters most important to Jesus are the same ones most important to him. James 2.15-16 If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? Hallelujah, praise the Lord. We need to do some good in this world here today. Can I get amen from somebody else? We live in a profoundly divided society. These divisions are exaggerated by politicians who reinforce extremist positions to provoke support from their base and a daily avalanche of information from digital devices, much of which has no basis in fact. Wear masks, don't wear masks. Protest, protest racial injustice or criticize looting and violence. This reinforces the impulse to grab a hold of simplistic black and white points of view for security, no matter how irrational or extreme they might be, which in turn contributes to the vicious cycle of division among us. 
Isaiah 32, 5. The vile person shall be more called liberal, nor shall be no more called liberal, nor the mean spirit person said to be bountiful. For those of us who follow Jesus, there is a compass that helps us find our way in the midst of such cultural earthquakes. We have the timeless word of God, the incomparable example of Jesus and the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. It is in times such as this, we must rely on the unshakable foundation which to build our lives and from which we can invite others to join us in the unifying vision and values of the kingdom of God. As Jesus said, every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste and no city or house divided against itself will stand. Matthew 12, 25. And so we find ourselves asking the question, how are the followers of Jesus called to bring unity to our fractured and faltering society today? Hallelujah. Stay with me, brothers and sisters. Hebrews 13, 1 through, hallelujah, 25. Come on, Holy Spirit, have your way. Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Remember those who are in person and those who are in prison with them. Those who are in prison as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated since you also are in the body. Let the marriage be held in honor among all, let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. See, it is good to know that Jesus lived in a profoundly divided society as well. The ordinary people of the land were caught between these two political and religious wings and often left wondering what to believe and who to follow. The only thing that united these groups was their desire to hold on to the power they had accumulated and their determination to eliminate Jesus as a threat to that power. It is important to note that Jesus refused to be forced into any of the political or religious modes of his time. Job 21, 28. For you say, where is the house of the noble man and where is the tent, the dwelling place of the wicked? Although he taught regularly as a rabbi in the synagogue, he was highly critical of the Pharisees conservative legalism Matthew 23 1 through 36 although he made the temple courts the center of his Jerusalem mission Jesus pronounced judgment on the liberal priestly establishment by his prophetic action of turning over the tables of the money changers and foretelling the impending destruction of the temple Matthew 21 12 through 13 24 1 through 2 Following the miraculous feeding of the 5,000 when the crowd moved to install Jesus by force as king in a palace of Herod Antipas, Jesus slipped away into the anonymity of the wilderness, John 6, 15. Titus 3, 5, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, 
by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. We should be careful not to conclude from this that Jesus was apolitical. In fact, Jesus' teaching was filled with highly charged political terminology. The core message of Jesus was his teaching of the kingdom of God. Jesus was deeply engaged with the issues that affect people on every level, both personal and corporate. Jesus refused to identify himself with any political party, conservative or liberal, because he understood the kingdom of God transcends all the kingdoms of the world. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When he told Pontius Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world, he did not mean his kingdom was somehow disconnected from the realities that affect this world. He meant that his kingdom functions in a completely different way than the kingdom of this world. John 18, 36. On the eve of his arrest, Jesus prayed for the unity of his disciples, saying, they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. But he also prayed, As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them unto the world. John 17, 16-18 Conservatism is mainly interested in preserving or conserving wisdom and insight gained through past experience and applying that in the present for the benefit of future generations. Conservatives generally base their views on tried and true documents, teaching, practices, highlighting the valuable lessons learned from history and seeking to conserve their values in religious, cultural, and political practice for the benefit of society today. Liberalism is focusing on innovating and social constructs in order to solve problems in the present and create a better future. Liberals generally base their views on what needs to change and are ready to throw off the shackles of tradition to experiment more liberally, trying new approaches to old problems in an effort to make progress and move society forward. Was Jesus a conservative or a liberal? He said, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out his treasure, what is new and what is old, Matthew 13, 52. In biblical times, extended families lived together and carried out a family business together. The savings of the family was often kept in a strong box in the most secure room of the house or even buried in the floor. Jesus has given us the picture of a parent who knows the value of both wisdom of the past, what is old, and the innovations of the present, present what is new and is able to combine both to create a better future for the family. One who is liberal does not view themselves as being limited to established or traditional attitudes or views. We see Jesus functioning this way as the spiritual parents of his dis disciples. Hallelujah, help me Lord. He consistently demonstrated the posture of looking back to the past and treasuring the unchanging truth and wisdom of God's word. He bought out this old treasure when he said, do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I've not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, no iota, 
not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Matthew 5, 17 through 18. Over and over again, Jesus draws his teachings and insights from Hebrew scriptures and demonstrate he is seeking to restore God's, I'll say it again, God's plan and purpose using the ancient truths and wisdom of the past. In this, we can see Jesus was profoundly conservative, but this is not the only way Jesus functioned. Jesus also demonstrated the posture of looking to the future and challenging the assumptions of the present to make radical changes. He was very critical of the Pharisees' habit of making up religious rules that oppress ordinary people, particularly their practices of ritual purity, which reinforced a judgmental culture of insiders and outsiders. Jesus brought out new treasures when he said, Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him? Since it enters not his heart, but his stomach, and is expelled, Thus he declared all foods clean, and he said, What comes out of a person is what defiles him. From within, out of the heart of man, comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. Mark 7, 18-23 Jesus was not afraid to repeatedly challenge established traditions when they were intended for a certain time and place were no longer helpful. In their place, he offered radically new and powerful insights. In this example, we can see Jesus was profoundly liberal. This is a task of everyone who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven. Living a Jesus-shaped life means learning to discern which are the treasures of the past which need to be carefully conserved and which are the new treasures that need to be liberally brought forth. So God's will can be done more fully here on earth as it is in heaven. To be a disciple of Jesus is to be neither conservative nor liberal, but rather one who holds both perspectives together in a way that transcends the political and religious categories of this world. In a time of increasing extremism, where absolutism unnecessarily divides people, we are called to build on the unchanging foundations of truth and wisdom of the past, which is God's word, while applying this truth and wisdom in new ways to an ever-changing present. This is what it means to be mature spiritual parents who are being led by Jesus further up and further into the kingdom of God. Matthew 66, I mean, excuse me, 633. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, that you are God all by yourself, Father. We thank you, Father, dear Lord, for your word. We thank you, Father, dear Lord, for all you do that surpasses all understanding. In Jesus' mighty, magnificent name, amen.